Welcome to the Enlightened Misfits Podcast, the space for entrepreneurs on a quest for unwavering certainty and purpose. I'm your host, Lauren, and each episode is a compass guiding you through authentic conversations, unraveling the mysteries of your human design chart, and offering tools from the remarkable guests. Join me as we embark on a journey to manifest greatness and create a life aligned with our deepest purpose. This is a space where misfits find their enlightenment. Welcome to the Enlightened Misfits Podcast. Welcome back to the Enlightened Misfits Podcast. You have your host, Lauren. In today's episode, I have an amazing guest here with us, and her name is Nina. She is a psychic channeler healer and mentor. So Nina, welcome and thank you for being here with us today. So tell us a little bit about what you do, how you started to come about what you do now, and just a little bit about yourself. Okay. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. Um, And yeah, I am a psychic channel healer, mentor, and I work with spiritual entrepreneurs. And what it is that I help them with is that I really help them to embody their soul mission and step into their next level of impact and income in their business. And the way that I do that is through channel guidance, energetics, and spiritual work. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. Um, And how did I come about doing this work? That's a really big question. (laughs) But I haven't always been psychic. I actually have a background as a lawyer. So, which is really interesting because up until a couple of years ago, I was like, this is my sole purpose. This is what I'm here to do. I loved what I, what I was doing. It's not something that was like forced upon me in any way. I really loved my job. And then I went through a spiritual awakening. I think this was sometime like 2016 around that point. And that's when everything started to shift. Um, I don't know if you can resonate with this, but then it's like everything changed. And everything changed at once. So this job that I had, which I really believed was my like purpose work, I was like, what am I doing here? This feels soul sucking and meaningless. And the people at work that I vibed really well with, I had nothing in common with them anymore. My friendships were changing. And I'm like, what's happening to me? I felt like I was going crazy. So what really happened then was that I went down the rabbit hole of like, what's my purpose? What am I here to do? So I was you know, going to plant medicine retreats. I was going to solo trips to Bali. I went to an ashram in India (laughs) and I was really (laughs) desperately trying to find my thing. I'm like, what's my thing? And I mean, I've always been quite spiritual, but this is where I really, you know, devoured everything spiritual that I could get my hands on, like every book, every course, every training and everything that I was trying. So I went to India and I'm like, I'll do a yoga teacher training. Turns out I wasn't a yoga teacher. I'm like, that's not my thing. I actually did an energy healing training in Reiki. And I'm like, this is definitely not my thing. But everything, I was just following my interest. I was following the breadcrumbs, but it was kind of from this, like, I don't want to say desperate energy, but I really wanted to get away from like my current reality. I really wanted to find what I was here to do. And then the beautiful part is when I stopped trying so hard, that's when my purpose kind of found me. And what was happening during those years where I was desperately searching for my purpose, I kept changing jobs because in the beginning, I was like, maybe I'm just in the wrong place. Maybe everything will be better if I just manifest a new job. 
And I kept manifesting new jobs. That was never the problem, but I was recreating the exact same soul sucking experience. So it was like same shit, different place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what happened was, so this is like early 2020. I'm at this new job and it's the worst out of the bunch. I hated it. I really hated it. And I was about to go to Colombia for a plant medicine retreat. And I'm like, am I really going to come back to my life? Which I'm like really hating wrong right now after going on this like, you know, trip and doing this retreat. So I actually said out loud, wouldn't it be nice if I got fired because I didn't have the courage to actually, you know, quit my job because that would be irresponsible. Right. <laughs> the universe delivered like the pandemic hits like two days before I was supposed to travel to Colombia. The airports were shut. The pandemic hits. And then they told me like because I was just I was quite new at the job. And like they said, unfortunately, we can't keep you. And I was just so relieved and so happy. I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so there I am. Lost my job. I have no idea what the next step is. But for like the first time in years, I was just so relaxed and happy. And I was just in a completely different state. And when I was in this state, I believe it was like a week later, I was sitting and meditating, as I usually do. And all of a sudden, I feel like this pressure on the top of my head, it's like someone's pushing me really hard, and I got pretty freaked out. So I'm like, who's there? Because I could feel that someone was there. And then I hear this really loud voice, that's like, hello. <laughs> and this was like the first guide that I was working with at the time. So he introduced himself and I was like, oh, hello. And it was like, you couldn't really make this up because it was kind of like someone had a megaphone at my ear and was really screaming loudly. Like it was very loud and clear. Yeah. So I had like this 10 hour conversation with my guide about like who I am, why I'm here, what I'm meant to do. And how everything up until that point was like divinely orchestrated for this to actually yeah. happen. So I was like, okay, so I'm psychic now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so my guy told me, he's like, so hop on Facebook in a group and start doing readings to prove to yourself that you're that you're not making it up, that you're not crazy. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I did that for free. And I don't know what happened, like word spread. And I was getting these people from all over the world contacting me like, hey, how much do you charge for your readings? I'm like, do people want to pay me for this? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, so that's really how like the psychic abilities came online. They came online with a bang. And then what was happening then was I was giving these very beautiful in-depth readings to people about everything like I could read them like an open book and I could tell them what their sole purpose was why they were here what they're meant to do and what's available to them on their future timeline wow. and I could actually give them the answers to everything that they were looking for in their lives and then I was sending them away with their problems and I was like I need to find a way to actually help them right but at that point I was actually using my logical mind I'm like okay because I'm a lawyer <laughs> and I was very new to yeah. this psychic work. So I thought psychic work was like getting guidance from like your spirit guides. I didn't actually think they could help you in your business. So I was like, okay, I'll do a coaching certification because I'm here to help people because I knew what my sole purpose was. I just didn't know how to go about doing that because at this point in time, I didn't actually believe that I could build a sustainable business doing psychic work. Didn't believe right. that at all. So right. I'm like, coaching makes sense. So I get a coaching cert certification. I loved it. And then I start coaching. 
and I started my business and crickets. Like I was still doing a lot of psychic work, but the coaching was just, you know, kind of like pushing a rock up a hill. It just wasn't flowing. And I was really discouraged. I'm like, why is it so hard if this is supposed to be my purpose? So long story short, first year business, complete struggle, (laughs) zero coaching clients. Like it was hard. And of course, all of my stuff come up as it does on this entrepreneurial journey, like your not enoughness, your visibility blocks coming out of the spiritual closet. And after a year, I actually took a business um, program with a woman that's also a psychic channel. So the first question was like, sit with your guides and ask them exactly who you are and what you're here to do. And I'm like, I know this already. So I (laughs) I sit with the guides and they're like, yeah, so you're a channel, a healer. And a guide. I'm like, yeah, so coaching. They're like, no, we never said that. That was all you. I was like, what? So I felt really triggered. I'm like, why have I wasted a year and like all this money on the certification if that wasn't it? And then they said, you're actually here to be a healer. And honestly, I was really resistant to the word healer. I did not see myself as a healer. And I didn't really know that much about healing. But from what I did know, I was like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) And they said, trust us when you fully tap into your purpose using the gifts that you are meant to share. That is when things are going to start to flow. So this is also when I connected with business guides for the first time. I'm like, wow, we have an entire team that's not just there for like guidance and support. Like we have business guides. We have spiritual business guides that are here to support us with the the soul mission that we have and that are here to help us to align with that highest timeline. So getting very like nitty gritty on the details, like, you know, what your message is, who your ideal clients are, what offers you should be creating, what platforms are most aligned, like everything that you would want support with from like a 3D business mentor is what we have in the etheric realms because- When we are here with this big soul mission, we have so much support and guidance. And I just had no idea about that. (laughs) (laughs) So they actually just guided me. They're like, okay, go into this Facebook group. I went into my coaching Facebook group, like the, for the certification. And they said, offer people business readings. And I'm like, I don't, who am I to do that? I am not successful in my business. I don't, I'm a newbie. I don't know the first thing about this. They said, trust us offer them business readings. And I was like, okay. And then they said, and then you'll help them do the healing work to release the blocks that you picked up on the, in the reading. I had no idea how to do this, but I listened to the guidance. I chose a couple of people to work with and yeah, so it was scary. But when I just tapped into it, I was able to do really deep readings for their business, like very deep and detailed. And then when we were working with the healing work, All of a sudden, I remembered how to use healing. It was like as natural as breathing. I'm like, I know how to do this. And it just came online. It was just there. And whatever I didn't know, my guides were there to support me. And for the first time, it felt like flow. It felt like playing. It felt joyful. It felt easy. And at the end of those sessions, I wasn't even prepared for it. But I believe all of them were like, how do I work with you? And I didn't even have a program because I had been a healer for like five minutes. (laughs) And I was like, what is this? Like, can I actually get paid for this? So that was where the turning point was. When I actually tapped into my soul blueprints, like my 
my soul blueprint, meaning using the gifts that I'm here to share with the world, that's when things really started to unlock for me. Because that's when people started showing up out of nowhere, wanting to work with me. And at that point, I did not have a website. I did not have a big social media following. I didn't have any of those things, but I was right. fully booked out a couple of weeks later. So that is kind of the journey that I went on. And the further that I've gone down this path, um, a lot of different soul gifts have started to emerge from nowhere. And that's really what the beauty is of doing work that is soul aligned and really choosing your highest timeline. So when I was coaching, things weren't happening, it wasn't flowing, and my gifts were not, I, my psychic abilities were there. But once I actually was shown what my highest timeline was, what I what is available for me. And I consciously chose that. That's when my channeling abilities exploded. That's when right. my healing abilities came online. And after that, there are more and more abilities that I just start to remember. I just know how to do things. So yeah. it's really been a beautiful journey because everything that I do is entirely channeled. So the programs I create, even the one-on-one -on -one client work that I do, like their programs are entirely channeled in exactly the same way, meaning that they are channeled um, with the with the support of their business guides, with their wealth guides, and we are tapping them into their soul blueprint, their gifts, um, and all of that good stuff. So it really is um, very different from <laughs> what I've been doing before, to say the least. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I was going to say, I love, I was going to say, I have to say that I love this conversation. It, the way that you explained it is kind of similar to what I do with, so I'm, I have a similar belief about not, not really aligning with the coaching space. Like it's, you know, the, you know, the normal coaching space, like you said now, like in, you know, for society, when you say like, I'm a coach, people don't, or you're like, I'm a healer or I'm a mentor. I usually, I personally say guide just because that's just, you know, who I know I am. But, um, I use human design. I'm not sure if you're familiar with human design, but I use human design to find out everything that you just said. <laughs> it's literally what I use. Obviously. Yes. I used, I'm a channel too. Like I use my guides and I love that you said, especially because I feel like even the listeners now will, and whoever else listens to this in the future, I feel like people think in business, like a lot of people, like you said, they want to know where, like their life purpose or like where to go. And I don't think people actually really, really realize, like I didn't realize a year ago, I didn't realize that I could ask for like business guides. Like I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Like I can at, just ask for that. And then it just like comes to me and it did like, just kind of like how it did for you. So I, I love that. I feel like a lot of just the theme that I've noticed for myself lately and my clients has been that I just forget to ask. Like sometimes I just forget to ask. And then like, when I ask all these questions, I'm not always that present to receive it. Right. So it's like, you know, I always have to remind myself um, to do that, but I love that you said that, that the way that you explained it is literally, you know, your divine soul blueprint. And I feel like a lot of people, they're so busy trying to like ask all these questions. Like, what do I do? I have to do this. I, you know, fi figuring out them like for their self and they don't need to, they just have to, you know, sit in meditation or whatever that looks like for them to like ask those questions. And then just to kind of, if you receive that message, right just put it into action. And if it doesn't work, okay, then do something else. Or it's like, okay, I'll just trust the process 
that was my hardest thing too, is trusting. Like you said, you were a healer for five minutes. That was kind of like what I started doing when I was doing, I was like, I don't, I can't call myself a guide. And it's like, you can just do it. So I did. And people are like, Oh, can you show me this? Can you show me that? And I was like, well, I guess I am a guide. Now I have proof. <laughs> Like <laughs> I've helped this person do this or this person does this or whatever. So yeah, I love that. So yeah. the one other question I had for you um, was, well, I have a couple questions, but the second one was um, when you said the thing that um, I heard they kept hearing was when you said you share your insights with activating like your own soul gifts. Now, when you work with clients, do they, do you also help them activate the same thing within themselves so they can do this for themselves with like, this could be like a business strategy or like, maybe this could be decision-making. Absolutely. You- <laughs> Absolutely. So we all have soul gifts. Some of them are online when we come into this world. For example, if you're born with psychic abilities, like not everyone is born with psychic abilities. Some people have them when they come into this world. For some people, they come online and in the point of time when they actually need them. So obviously I didn't need my psychic abilities when I was working as a lawyer, but when I did choose this path, that started to come online. But there are also a lot of soul gifts that we have because we lived so many incarnations. We have so many experiences and everything that we've experienced, all the gifts, all the traits, all the talents, they're actually energetically coded within us, but they may lay dormant in our DNA. So what it is that I do is that I channel their soul blueprint. This is like the very foundation of what we do. And then I can explain to them what their soul gifts are. And most of the time people are like, but how am I supposed to do that? Because it's so far away from where they are. And then it's like, okay, telling them both about what their soul gifts are and which ones will naturally unlock the most abundance for them and also allow them to create the greatest impact. Because sometimes we think that our gifts are just something we're good at. Like it's so much deeper than that. And the beautiful thing is when we do this um, energetic work and these activations, we're actually able to journey to past lifetimes and reintegrate the gifts that we had in that lifetime, which sounds really fluffy. But what happens is that in real time, like I see this with a time lag, usually a couple of weeks. If it's if it's not instant, it usually takes a couple of weeks. And then I have clients who have never channeled before, who have never been healing before. They're starting to do these things and they explain it in the exact same way. I just knew how to do it. It was as natural as breathing. And that's because they've been doing this in a previous lifetime. And now when we're aligning them with that highest timeline and in the process, we're also doing really deep healing work. So where it's the unbecoming of everything they're not. So their guides are also guiding the process when we're doing the deep energetic work. So we are releasing all of like the energetic blocks and perceived limitations so that they can truly step into who they are. And when you've done all that healing work and your vibration is so high, your gifts can naturally come on, they can come online so quickly. So I actually have clients like in the beginning, they, they come and they're coaches and I'm like, yes, you're a coach, but you're not meant to do this for long. And they like, how, how does that make sense? What would, what should I be doing instead? I don't know how to do anything else. And I'm like, relax. <laughs> and I have clients that have been able to channel their own programs in the same way that I do. So it it really is um, a process of 
healing as well, because sometimes there can be energetic blocks in the way of us reactivating those soul gifts as well. So it is a question of knowing what they are, doing the healing work and actually activating them so that they can naturally come online so that they can do the work that they're here to do. So that is really the beautiful part. And it's so much easier than you would think it would be because like most people go take courses and like, oh, I want to learn how to channel and I want to learn how to do this. And they sit and meditate and it's weak or like the signal is weak or they're not really connecting. And that's because there might be stuff in the way that needs to be cleared before it can be fully activated. And what the guys have, they're handing you the cheat sheets. Like this is what's available for you. So usually when people come to me, they have their goals, they have their desires, but the goals and desires are usually what our subconscious mind can feel safe with. Like, okay, this is where I would like to be in six months. And we tap into the guides. They're like, no, what, what's available for you is actually 10 times bigger. And that kind of freaks them out. But the beautiful part is that the guides have this exact step-by-step to actually bring that vision into your reality. So that could be everything from activating your gifts, doing the healing work that's necessary for you to embody the version of you that's already doing that. Um, This could be creating soul-aligned offerings. So this could be that a client comes in and they're like, I have this offering and it's not selling. Yeah, it's not soul-aligned. It's not really creating their soul frequency. This is what you're meant to create. This is what will magnetize your people to you. This is really what flow is because when you create this that's what's going to unlock things for you so it's really a combination of all of these things Um, embodying the soul blueprint having that spirit-led strategy as well because sometimes they're like things are not flowing you're on the wrong platform your people are here this is your ideal client this is what (laughs) they need to hear from you so spirit has so much guidance for us that really allows us to you know, cut out all of the busy work that we're doing. We're trying to do all the things and being in all the places when it's like, when we follow the guidance that comes through, usually people are like, does it really get to be that easy? It's like, yeah, it gets to be that easy because this is a strategy that is actually aligned with, this is tapped into your own success blueprint. This is how you're meant to show up. Um, And then showing up in a way that feels good. Like we don't want to follow someone else's five-step process and something that worked for someone else because that's most likely not going to work for you so there is a better way and this is what the best part of working with the guides is it's like they will give you the cheat sheets um that will allow you to get from where you are to where you want to be and it it happens quite fast (laughs) as well Yeah. yeah yeah I feel like, so I'm like, I feel like you just described my whole last year (laughs) business. And it's funny how I I think I said this before, but I'm just going to say it again. I feel like this mess, this conversation is like clarification for what I was kind of scared to do. I knew I was supposed to have my own podcast and I just was like, no, I need somebody else on my podcast with me. Like, you know, my dear friend, Heather, you know, mentor, you know, she was my mentor for like two years, but then I was in this space last year that I was a soul. Like I was like, like you said, I aligned myself with my human design or my soul print or like my blueprint, whatever you want to call it. And I realized everything was coming in very, very quickly for me. And sometimes I feel like it was kind of scary because I'm like, gosh, I don't know what to do now. I don't, but it was just kind of like, I just trusted everything to come in until I got to the space that I was resistant again, you know, like you said, and I was like, like, 
you know, I would, it was like, I knew I was supposed to be over YouTube. I knew I was supposed to have my own podcast. And it was like, I'm, when I'm telling you people were not showing up for interviews, I'm not joking. People were not showing up for interviews. And it's like, I knew, and I knew why the universe was not allowing it to happen. It's like, this is not happening. You need to stop focusing your energy here, you know? Mm -hmm. And I knew a deeper reason. And I, I just, I didn't want to accept it. And I finally just accepted it. And it's just like flow started happening again, you know, and it's like more opportunities came in. I got more speaking engagements, you know, I, you know, it was all this stuff that kept coming in and I was like, okay, all right, I see you. I, I get it. Like, you know, but it's at that moment, it doesn't, cause people, I know when I say like in flow and, you know, a lot of my clients and even me, it's like, it's easy, but it, in the moment of you're like trying to resist it, that doesn't feel easy. Right. Like, I don't know if you can, um, resonate with this, but <laughs> I know for me, it did not feel easy at all. But once I made that switch of that resistance, and this is the funny part about it is I tell my clients this all the time that just because I went first and did this doesn't mean that every time I hit like a roadblock in my own business or my own healing, that it's not, I don't do the same thing that you guys do. I just had that tool to kind of work through it. And, um, I love that you said that because that's whole, I feel like this whole conversation is just clarification for myself. <laughs> I love and, that you know, as, as well, because it's like when, when I do channel for people and they really, because that it's shared through transmission. So what I'm doing as a channel, as you would know, like I'm energetically just translating the energy that's coming through. So using right. the exact words that are meant to land within their subconscious and unlock right. something. Right. So when they learn that, okay, I signed up for this before incarnating on this planet. This is who I am. This is who I'm here to be. That really allows like everything that has to do with imposter syndrome just melts away because there's no competition. Right. It's like you are meant to to fulfill your soul purpose in the way that only you can because it's as unique as your as your thumbprint and that's really the beautiful part because then it's like you know no more comparison you just follow your own path and that is the path that will lead you it is the path of least resistance there will be resistance coming up but then they know that this is just everything that might, might feel hard everything that feels like a struggle or a roadblock it's there because your greatness is on the other side of it. These are like the, the guys usually show me this, like a video game, we're unlocking different doors and everything that yeah. feels like a struggle is something that we've actually chosen because we need that key to unlock the next step in our purpose. So when we shift the perspective in that way, like, okay, this resistance is actually there because I've chosen this because on the other side of this, I get to unlock something that I need for my next level. So it really does get to be like a, a video game. <laughs> and for yeah, you, gonna... you have human design charts. So you know what you're unlocking to get to yeah. the next level as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I, I mean, a lot of mine is very intuitive and channel too, but a lot of times is I feel like what I've noticed is if I show somebody their chart, you know, cause I'm just intuitively reading most of the time I intuitively read their chart and I give them, cause what I've noticed in the human design world, not a lot of people that, that were my mentors, but just people that are coming on teaching about human design, they teach about human design. So it's great to know about all this stuff. Right. But then like, like you said, in the, when you were explaining like your story or your journey, you said, you know, you gave those readings, but then like you sent them away. Right. So I feel like a lot of people in human design, they know so much about you know, the human design and like how to read a chart, but they don't actually teach them tangible things to heal it. 
So like I just integrated and married both of them together in my, like what I do. And here's the thing, when people asked me about that up until a couple of years ago, or probably if I'm being completely honest, probably like six months ago, somebody had said to me, they asked me a really like great question. They said, well, what makes you different than everybody else in human design? Cause there is a lot of people that teach human design. I have to be completely honest. And I didn't know how to answer that question. And I just kind of meditated on it. And it came up to me like, you know, my guides, when you said like megaphone, they are very, very loud. Most of the time, you know, they're not always nice, (laughs) but you know, and my grandmother is the one that usually like I was, I was early on about when I was like five or six, I knew I had gifts. So, um, I was very close with my grandma through all of this. Um, I still to this day tell my mom, she'll listen to this podcast and she'll just laugh and my aunt will listen to it. But I always tell them, like, I've always knew I had these gifts and, you know, my grandmother did too. And it's like, we had, you know, it's just, we had this very close connection and, you know, um, before she had passed on, you know, she was on hospice. She was a survivor of breast cancer for seven years. And I said goodbye to her. And it was, I remember it. It's to this day. I remember it. It was, I was in seventh grade. I got out of gym class. I ran, you know, to go say, you know, my, you know, my dad picked me up from school and she didn't talk for the last couple of days. Like she wasn't talking, but she squeezed my hand and whispered, I love you and you'll be okay. And like, that was like, at that moment, what was I? 13? Was it 13? 12 or 13 I at that moment is when I started to kind of like I need to figure out why like I need to figure out my whole like why that happened I was very curious the why questions I kind of was just like wasn't very when I talked about it you know it was always like oh you're crazy you know that didn't happen nobody believed me so I kind of went through that moment of like I needed to protect myself for a little bit until I had another very big spiritual awakening to kind of like walk in my purpose and all that stuff. But I just think back to those days of like how I knew she was always here because I was, you know, uh, very close to her. And yeah, there's a period of grieving and stuff, but I always felt like, even though I had this, I felt so alone, I knew I wasn't because of that, that very instant connection. So I think that I'm very like, honored that I could have that. Cause I feel like a lot of people don't have that, especially when there's somebody so close to them that they lose so young like that. So, um, I always tell people, um, you know, especially when they lose, you know, I understand the cycle of rebirth, death, you know, all that stuff. And I feel like to have that awareness, I feel like is huge when you do lose somebody. Right. Cause it's like, if you understand that they're not you didn't lose them. They're just not on the 3D plane anymore. They're, you know, on a different dimension. And when you say that, it's like woo-woo to a lot of people. And people listening to this are going to be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> but I feel like somebody, that message could be really empowering, especially because, you know, when anybody passes over or my, you know, my, my parents pass over, I understand, I mean, yes, there'll be that period of grieving, but I also have that connection with them that I know that they're just in a different dimension or they're not physically on the 3d plane anymore. You know, they just, that's their time to go and exit, you know, earth, you know, it doesn't mean that they won't reincarnate and come back, you know, as into somebody else. And that's the neat part about reincarnation. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I didn't get the thing before with like mediumship. I'm like, why would people want to talk to dead people? But my father passed in 2020. And up until that time, I was just channeling 5D and above. So like ascended masters, all of that. I would never 
actually connect with someone that had passed. But that same night that my dad passed, like he came in really strongly and he had been sick for the last two years of his life and wasn't able to speak. So it was so incredibly healing to have like the best conversation I had had with him Um, and really understanding, like really getting that healing and that closure. It was so incredibly healing to be able to connect in that way. And it gives so much comfort knowing because I, you know, it is that knowing that I can connect with them at any time and they're not, they're not here, but they're still with me. And it's just so incredibly beautiful to be able to do that. So yeah, sometimes loved ones do come through in readings and the amount of healing that comes through is just incredible. So yeah. 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 That is, that's probably one of my, when I am doing like some a healing session or like you said, you know, so I like do theta Reiki, like I'm a theta Reiki master, but I don't do Reiki the way that I feel like the Reiki was like that door into like healing. I do more like quantum healing, a lot of um, theta healing, that type of stuff. Or um, when people ask me, you know, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't really do it the way that, you know, normal, like you should like the hand motions and I more like see the energy. I can see the blocks in the, the person, all that stuff. So it's actually interesting when I, when that happens, like I'm, or there's somebody coming in really loud. I was like, okay, well, like, hold on, like, hold on. <laughs> like, you know, like, cause it's like, sometimes they want to get a message very like, clearly. And it's like, sometimes that like a microphone, like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, hold on. Like I'm, I got to focus on this right now. And it's like, sometimes that message. And then I just say, I'm like, I don't know if you need to hear this, but this, you know, this type of energy, cause it's like, I usually just see a, you know, sometimes I can see the faces, but sometimes I just see the actual energy and like, it would be feminine or masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, or, I would just ask, who are you? What, who are you? Who, what, what is your name? <laughs> and it's like, sometimes it's like their name that, and I, and I've actually started to, I don't know if you can talk some about this, but I, when they say their name, it's not like their name here physically. Like, you mm-hmm. know how like, I have my name, Lauren, you know, our souls have a different name and I didn't even become aware of this probably until like six months ago when I was doing a session on a client and I just kept hearing this like lat it was like a Latin name like something like with our soul and I was like do we have I was just a question like even my boyfriend had mentioned it to me he's like do we you think our souls have a different name than our names and I was like I don't even know how to answer that question because it's funny that you asked that because that's literally what came in so I've been trying to figure out I've been asking so many different people and nobody really knows but they're like I don't think it is and I'm like well here I'm gonna ask you do you know <laughs> that is a great question usually when um like loved ones come through or like ancestors even because I yeah. Yeah. Remember the first time, because I, I, I had opened up to my psychic abilities and I was channeling my one guide, but then I actually took the only course that I've actually taken is a trans channeling course. So then okay. one of the modules was like channeling ancestors. And yeah. then I got a very clear name of like someone's great, great grandmother. And she actually confirmed that it was correct. So I've never actually gotten um, a different kind of name, like that is different from their earthly name, if that makes sense. Yeah, I would say their earthly name here. Yeah, Yeah. but it does make sense what you're saying because sometimes like I do channel a lot of star beings, for example, and sometimes they have odd names and sometimes it's like the sound or a frequency. And um, 
so I can feel the frequency of the name or like I can hear the yeah. sound. It's almost yeah. impossible to like express it. So that could absolutely be something I need to channel on that. That was a really good question. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you'll have to let me know. You'll have to let me know. Cause I, it was just something that keeps coming to me. And, um, I just know, like, it, I don't even know when it came to me. I don't, I don't even think I could actually say it, but the, the question that she had is that she wanted to know what type of star seed that she was. That's what was her question. So then that's what I, it was like a frequency, like you said. And I was like, so I know that like, I'd know the different star seeds. And I think the question was like, why did she want to know that? But I think it's because she also wanted to channel, you know, like if that was, mm. cause you can, if you're, a, you know, just for example, like part of the galactic federation, star seed, whatever you can channel from them. And that's where I think she wanted to know, or like an indigo or something like that. And I just basically the best guidance that I feel like I could have gave her was that she should just ask. And, you know, cause it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't coming to me that I could tell her exactly what it was. I mean, obviously there's different modalities that could find that on like what type of star seed you are, but um, yeah, that's interesting. You'll have to let me know what you get because I was just curious for for, I mean, I know what type of star seed I am, but like for her, I wanted to see if there'll be more guidance. Cause that would be, she wanted to use them as one of her guides for mm. um, this program that she was putting together. So um, I was like, yeah, they'll, they'll help you. But I, I can't tell you which one. Cause I, I can't even figure it out. Logically. I can't even tell you like the words weren't just like, I couldn't express it. Like you said. So yeah, that's very interesting. <laughs> It's just like this random, these random questions that pop in that I'm just like, okay, um, sure. Let me just ask. <laughs> That's the best part. That's what I yeah. love so much about this work because it's like anything yes. you know, you just ask. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's, um, so is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know, or, um, is there, is, tell us how we can find you on social media, uh, do you have a website or is it just through social media? At How the moment, it's uh, just through social media. So you can find me um, channeled by Nina on Instagram. Um, okay. And what I do offer currently is that I have these one-on-one -on -one mentorship programs, which are entirely channeled. And they are for spiritual entrepreneurs that do want to embody their mission and level up in their business and really master their spiritual gifts. So it is an entirely channel program. And for that, I do have calls where a, a free 20 minute call where they can hop on, I'll channel their guides, give them very clear, because that's what I'm all about. Like I still have my lawyer brain. I love to channel in a very practical way. So who they are, why they're here, what they're meant to do, what's available to them on their highest timeline and what needs to happen for them to actually bring that forth into their reality. So that is an application form that is on my Instagram. And for the spiritual women that would like to do this kind of work in a group format, I am going to be launching a group program in January, which is something very different than what I've been doing before. So it's like next level stuff for me in my soul mission. But this is a program that is going to be entirely taught by the divine feminine goddesses themselves. So it's an entirely channeled program for spiritual women and spiritual entrepreneurs, where we will be doing this deep spiritual work to step into your soul purpose, activate your gifts, um, unlock more abundance 
and that will be taught by the divine goddesses themselves. So I'm really freaked out about that, but it's going to be amazing. So that there will also be more information about that on my Instagram. I was going to say, I'm going to, well, I mean, I'm already connected with you on Instagram and I'm like, I'm going to, I want more information about that for myself. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds very, very, very good and interesting. Um, And we'll make sure we, we have your Instagram link in the description box. So any of the listeners, you can go check that out in the description box. So thank you for joining us on today's episode. I I really thoroughly enjoyed it. So hopefully you have also enjoyed it just as much as we both did. Um, so don't forget to, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. You can leave a review and share with somebody that you feel that will gain value from listening to this. There was so much value in this um, episode, if I say so myself. So stay tuned for more captivating conversations in the future. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. I will see you next time. Thank you for joining us on another enlightening episode on the Enlightened Misfits podcast. If you resonate with this conversation and found it insightful, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Your feedback fuels our mission. Remember, your journey to unwavering certainty and purpose is ongoing. Stay connected with us on social media and let's continue this conversation. Let's manifest greatness in our lives. Until next time, this is Lauren from the Enlightened Misfits podcast. Stay enlightened, stay inspired, and keep manifesting your extraordinary path.